What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Jump Cut. I'm your co-host, Hashem. And I'm your other co-host, Leander. And uh, we're here to fist fight. Yeah, this is a fighting podcast. <laughs> Today, we're going to throw down, yeah. scrap about movies, argue about the second half, pretty much second half of the MCU. Yeah. The Infinity Saga. Phase three, if you're a piece of shit. Yeah. So for those <laughs> of you who haven't heard the first part of this episode, we talked about phase one and two of the MCU. And... Uh, didn't disagree all that much. There was a yeah. few. There was a few toss-ups. Guardians one, Ant Man, but for the most part, Phase Three is where we get divisive. So we're gonna go through rapid fire through each of the Phase Three movies and be like, "This one's shit. This one isn't. This one you should watch. This one you shouldn't." All spoilers, all, all the whole way. So hope you've seen them. Can I just say it's been four years since Phase Three started, and they've put out the same amount of movies as every other phase. That's exactly why it's half of the Infinity Saga. Yeah. It's a bit wild to call it Phase Three. They right. introduce so many new people. They really do. Mm-hmm. And you know what? I'm game. <laughs> All right. So, uh, hope you heard the first episode. We're just going to jump into it. We don't have a lot of time. Yeah. We're going to get through all these <laughs> movies. All right. So, one, two, three. Let's Captain first America, Civil War. Woo. Um, not a big fan. You're a liar. Yeah, You're lying right now. I am a liar. Yeah, that's exactly. Okay, there's no way because this is one of the best movies in the MCU. I, I look, man. I like Civil War. I just think it's so stupid. What? I love the plot. The plot is so good. The plot it's is my favorite. Okay, look. In the comics, it's like a much bigger deal. You know, and the I comics, know it was actually like I know I shouldn't they, compare. They talk about the, the comics are really cool and like he is actually wearing his new Mark III suit, and the Mark III suit has a little compartment where he stores the anti super soldier suit. You guys can't hear this, but I'm just nodding along as he says this. Because honestly, that's fair. <laughs> Anybody who talks like that deserves this. Yeah. Sorry um, about that. I don't know, man. I feel like it's a much more like how you say battles, battle of the ideals mm-hmm. in the comics. Okay. But in this one, it's like, oh, no. Captain America is obviously right. Oh, ooh, ooh. I don't know about that. I are you kidding me? They both they all ignore everything about the accords later on. It has no other semblance. Mm, yeah, well, mm, I don't know because okay, they have a point there with like there should be some sort of way to control the Avengers. They're too strong. Sure. Like you can't just have them be like, "Oh, we're good good people. We all of us get along. We all agree. So we're going to do what's good all the time, good good." Like I don't know. Like, if, if anyone has like fucked up ideals and spreads that to the rest of the team, what are you gonna do? I feel like there is a good point there with the Sokovia Accords, but you know, government is always ass in superhero movies. That's so. what. Okay, look, I am personally on Captain America's side. Yeah, I am, but I also understand the merits of Iron Man's side, and that's why I don't like this movie because <laughs> it, it it makes Captain America. It's a Captain America movie. That's he's true. like the central like hero. Like they frame Iron Man as a villain. Uh, a little bit. Yeah, I, I guess so. Okay. Because the movie is about Captain America, but I very much feel like this is an Avengers movie. This was like a replacement Avengers 2. This is yeah. way better than this Avengers This is better than 2. Age of Ultron. <laughs> this is way better than Age of Ultron. But it's like, it gets everything right where it's screen time enough for all people, but still focusing on Cap, but not too much focusing on Cap. Like, he was a main character, but not the only main character. Plus, this was uh, Tom Holland's appearance as Spider-Man. That's true. That's true. Yeah. Best Spider-Man. Yeah, I agree with that. Compared to Andrew Garfield and no, Tobey no. Maguire? I think Andrew Garfield is a better Spider-Man and Tobey Maguire is a... Actually, I don't like Tobey Maguire. Tobey yeah, Maguire is not a good Spider-Man. Or Sam Peter Raimi Parker. movies are just funny to watch. Though. They are really funny to watch. <laughs> we'll, we'll get back into this later. <laughs> um, yeah, that's fair. But okay, the thing I liked about this movie was uh, 
Helmet. Helmet. Ma- what was his name? Who? Helmut. Zemo? Zemo. Zemo Helmet. Helmet Zemo? That was it. Yeah, Helmet Zemo. Love this character. I don't like Zemo. Yeah, I know. We talked about this. I don't know why. Why don't you? Okay, so in my head, every character has to have a certain reason for them existing, right? Okay. What the fuck is Zemo doing? Well, his family was killed in Sokovia. Okay, what the fuck? What does that have to do with him trying to get the Avengers to kill each other? That doesn't make any sense. Yeah, okay. Yeah, but I just thought it was really interesting that he didn't have powers. And that it was just a normal dude who was angry. I like the concept of that. That, I mean, okay, I get that. But Mm. it's like, I feel like you would like the Punisher or Batman. That's true. Or any of these like street level heroes like that. Okay, but I I don't, I like the idea of the supervillain being able to compete with the superheroes. At this game, we gotta watch Mega Mind. <laughs> <laughs> like, he doesn't have any powers, but he can still compete with them and like get them to fight each other. And like, his plan goes off pretty much without a hitch. He wins. It was kind of stupid that he did win, though. Yeah, like, I, I, I kind of found the fact that Iron Man followed them and like he planned all that. Like, that's kind of weird. How did he know the accords he, were gonna go about? He couldn't have known. Like, there's no way. But if he like had the right detonations of bombs and people in jail and split between iron man and like he had all that predicted which is kind of like stupid yeah. but i did just like the idea that the avengers lost to a normal guy all right i guess as a concept zemo is a good, <laughs> good villain the theory of zemo is a better movie <laughs> um also chadwick boseman yeah black panther's first yeah. appearance that was great start rest in peace yeah dude but honestly like watching this the movies again for this podcast was like great mm-hmm. it was like revisiting it made me realize how much i love black panther yeah. when we get back to it oh my god that's like my favorite movie we'll also get back to it all right all right uh okay so off to a strong start yeah i'd say so far it's leading in how good the movies are i think so next is dr strange which is definitely a movie <laughs> dr strange yeah mm, mm, i don't know how i feel about it's it. iron man with magic it's literally Iron Man with magic. Yeah, but okay, yeah, I guess so. He starts off so much worse than Iron Man, though. Are you kidding me? Like Iron Man was a dick in the beginning, but it's also his personality. Like, but I, so that's the same with Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange is like a crazy guy in the beginning. What do you mean? I don't know. Like he, he was like texting while driving in a Lamborghini, going a hundred miles an hour around a corner. So does Tony. Like he was entirely deserving of that, but Tony was just attacked by terrorists. Yeah, but they used his weapons that he sold to them. But he didn't. He didn't know he was selling it to them because his his uh, work associate. Wow. So we're going to go into the ethics of arms dealing over no. here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, like, as in you, you start off with Tony as just a bad personality, but a good character. You know what I mean? Like, he's I just guess. kind of a dick human, but he's a good employer or employee or whatever. Like, he's running the business properly. I then w- he finds out that it's being run badly because bald man doesn't like him. I personally disagree. I feel like Tony. the whole point of Tony Stark is that he's an absolute piece of shit at the start. Like, morally, personally, mm. all that stuff. And then he's like, wait, I got to change. That's like Iron Man 2 level stuff. I feel like Iron Man 2 starts off way worse like that. But in Iron Man 1, he didn't start off that bad. I don't want to go back to Iron Man 1. <laughs> that's fair. Okay, that's fair. So what did you think of Doctor Strange, though? Um, I, I'm i not a big fan. I also just don't like Doctor Strange as a character. What about the casting? I think the casting is fine. I don't have an issue. You know me. We talked about the Mandarin. I don't give a shit about, oh, no, they didn't cast my comic book character as the same individual. I don't give a fuck about that. But the, the Benedict Cumberbatch, like, do you think that he is a good Doctor Strange? Oh, I think he's the perfect Doctor Strange. Like he plays the character that's in the comic books. 
Okay, well, you got to ask someone else because I don't read Doctor Strange comics. You, oh, okay. I, I genuinely... I thought I, you were a comic book fan. Sorry, I, that's my I, bad. Okay, I tried to read a bunch after Civil War and um, he's just boring. Yeah. <laughs> he's like really good in like crossover events. He's like really snarky and stuff. But like on his own, he's just like, activate the eye of Cthulhu and then whatever. <laughs> you know what blows my mind? The fact that it's literally like rewatching Doctor Strange made me realize that He's just an expert in the mystic arts. But that means that literally anybody, anybody can, can just go and learn what he learned. He's yeah. just really smart. Yeah. That's cooking crazy. He's yeah. just a smart guy. Yeah. So it's like, I feel like they should all take a good few months out of their time to learn the shit Doctor Strange knows just to be able to like teleport. Or just That's like, fair. Wouldn't that help Spider-Man? I feel like that would Absolutely. help Spider-Man. Yeah. And that he can do it. He's smart. Iron Man's smart. They're all smart. They can figure it out. Maybe yeah, not Cap. Like- what what is Doctor Strange's superpower now? <laughs> he's that's really good not, at it. He's you're not like you're not good. thinking like a producer right now. <laughs> but he's just like really good at it. Yeah. What did you think about the ending? I thought the ending was really really good. I honestly think of of I always feel like the final act in most MCU movies is kind of stupid. Mm-hmm. And this one wasn't. It was like, really he, creative. Yeah. He doesn't fight him. He like wears him yeah, down basically i thought that that was very neat and also just the movie itself was visually really fun yeah that's what i that's what i remembered out of this movie was just how good it looked and like it was like reminiscent of the things you saw in inception like yeah the glass breaking and kind of world shifting that's what it reminded me a lot of and i eat that shit up so also i think this is my personal favorite stan lee cameo is when he's in the bus reading uh that book about acid I do not remember this. It's I don't like, the what, what is it? When, when, uh, Kaisilis is chasing them yeah. after blowing up the New York sanctum or trying to, mm-hmm. and he like shifts gravity and they fall onto a bus and Stan Lee's sitting in the bus reading a book. That sounds somewhat familiar. Yeah. yeah. So the book that he's reading is all about how acid changes your like perception of, of reality. Oh, and this is like the yeah. rumor about how they yeah. came up with. Mm-hmm. Hey, there's a rumor that him and Jack Kirby were just, high off of everything when, when they, they came up, up with their characters yeah <laughs> i don't know that was like really funny that's I, they even did the same thing with the cameo in captain marvel right isn't he reading like a script or something on a bus oh when she's uh, uh mall rats yeah that's the movie that he was in was that really yeah he's in he's like in mall net mall rats for no reason for like five minutes <laughs> and he's reading the script for the movie like yeah. preparing. oh my god that's so good it's even what was the one there was another cameo. I think it was in Infinity War where he's with the Watchers. Oh, we'll get to that one. <laughs> we'll get to that one. <laughs> okay. Anyway, uh, so Doctor Strange. I really liked it, mm-hmm. but I only liked it for the visuals. I felt like the plot was kind of eh. Yeah. Mm, yeah. It never really got all that interesting. Like I never got super invested in the characters. Like Doctor Strange was despicable in the beginning, and then it just kind of starts. The action starts. Like. I thought that there would be so much more training, but it just kind of one day he's reading a book and then the plot happens. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, Kaisilis just fucking runs in and is like, and he's like, I'm good, and teleports to New York. Yeah. It's like kind of the, it felt very a little rushed. fast. Yeah. Very rushed. Yeah. I absolutely agree. Also, Kaisilis is stupid. I don't like but, him. Yeah. He's kind of gross and uh, like dumb. I, I felt like the whole plot of them, like, you know, death is good. We believe in death, darkness and death, good death. Like, kind of stupid 
edgy ass piece of shit. Yeah, literally. I'm like we filter in energy from the dark universe, oh. the dark dimension. Like, but like, your 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 mom does it too, and it's like, oh, my mom, my mom does it too, and then it's, that that was kind of lame. I will say, I I'm looking forward to uh, Mordo. Which one? The the black guy. The other guy that's like, she's wrong, yeah. I completely forgot in the end of the movie that yeah. this was set up. That's such a, like, that's so in advance. Doctor Strange came out in 2016. Yeah. And 2020. Oh, what the hell? Yeah, yeah, 2016, dude. We were in high school. That's crazy. <laughs> that's crazy. When, when no, we would have graduated. We, we were in university. We were in university. Yeah. Just barely. Just barely. Three months in. Anyway. Okay, next movie. That's all you, baby. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. All right, we're here. All right, we're here. Guardians 2. So this is a dog shit movie that's probably the worst in the MCU um, just because there's nothing redeemable about it. I Characters just are bad. The plot is bad. Nothing interesting happens. Nothing's consequential. And all of the canon just gets undone at the end of the movie anyway. I just think Leander was dropped as a child one too many times. <laughs> like directly on his head. My dad actually played professional basketball <laughs> and just messed up a few times like dribbling the baby. That's what you think happened? <laughs> this movie is actively bad. Like I don't understand I why so many people defend it. It's not a good movie. It's good. It looks great. It looks, it looks great. great. It looks great. All I right. will never deny that. But what the fuck were the writing team doing? <laughs> was like the character team. I, I think this is the only movie in the MCU that actually makes me feel something. <laughs> Why? 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 Are you serious? Like the wax figures of Ego with his like 75 wives? Not that. No. The scene where uh, Peter Quill is like learning how to harness his powers. He's like, I don't use my head to fly the arrow, boy. Like that. <laughs> that shit was lit. Okay. Okay. So. I did write a whole bunch of shit. I think we might have talked about this in the first yeah. part, but we both kind of wrote a bunch of shit about the movies to like process our thoughts. Uh-huh. And I wrote like a thousand words, maybe more, just on this movie and put it on my website. And I talked about how the only two kid characters in this movie are Rocket, who's just a comedy character, but he actually develops in the movie, uh-huh. and Yondu. Sure. So any scene with Yondu, I will absolutely give credit for. They were good. Yondu develops. And it's only because, spoiler alert, he gets killed off in the end. They have to. Develop. I just don't. I just don't. Like, I don't understand why you would think nothing <laughs> happens. The movie is set up so well. Every single character is going through shit. Every single character. But the problem is that it's not related and doesn't seem to have a reason to be. What like, do you mean? Okay. So the movie starts and Rocket steals from the Golden People, right? Sure. What were they called? The, the Sovereign. Yeah. The sovereign. sovereign, right? So Rocket steals from the Sovereign. Why? Because he wants to. Because he wants to. Because he wants to. But like, to. he gets reamed out by uh, Quill for doing that, and they're all like, "What the fuck is wrong with you? Like, don't do that." Yeah, but like the whole the whole kickstart for the movie. Whatever. Okay, we'll ignore that. Let's say it's fine, right? Sure. Random shit can happen. I'm okay with that. That wasn't the worst part, right? Then you get into the asteroid field scene, which if we're gonna talk about plot, that's completely pointless. But that's just negative points. No, it was supposed scene. to be. It's supposed to show how they're always at odds, like Rocket and Quill. But the whole point was that at the end of Guardians 1, they became a closer-knit team with dependent on one another. So don't you think the characters... I get what you're saying. From the I end... understand what you're saying. You're you're Okay, I think this is the problem, is we're looking at the movies. I'm looking at this as an individual movie, and you're looking at it as part of the series. And you're right. You should absolutely <laughs> consider Guardians 1. But if I hadn't seen Guardians 1 and I just watched this movie, I'd be like, oh, shit. Okay. This is pretty lit. I can see what you're saying. The problem I have with this is, right, is that, like... You have a team that gets introduced in a previous movie and you're using it in the second, right? Sure. So the first movie should have some bearing. So that's why in Avengers 1, right, the team doesn't get out, get like 
get along with each other right away. There's like a bunch of development there where they're angry at each other. In Avengers 1? Avengers 1, the leadership, sure. right? Like they didn't know who to follow. Thor was arrogant. You know, Hulk was worried. Like Captain America and Iron Man were like sizing each other up. But that kind of goes away in the second movie and in the, like in Avengers 2. And then by Civil War, they get at odds because some new component is thrown at them, right? But with Guardians, right? They're built out as a ragtag group of people from the first one. They get together because they have to to break out a break out of prison, prevent whatever Ronan was doing in the first sure. Guardians. But then the second movie, they just get in fights for no reason. It I like doesn't it. make sense. Like the the close knit team just disassembles. Like it doesn't. There's no reason for it. I think it makes sense because in the first movie they're only together when they're fighting, and in this one it's the exact same. But no, yeah, I guess like they're only together for the big fight scenes. But it seems like they're an actual team. Like they took on the sovereign mission on their own as like a group of bounty hunters. Can I just say, um, this movie takes place? I think it's like a couple, like one or two months after Guardians One, mm. and so. That's why I give it a pass on that. I get what you're saying, but okay. it, it didn't seem as jarring to me, especially because I watched both movies so close to each other. Yeah. Like, they did seem to be behaving the exact same. Rocket was still a dickhead. Yep. Drax was... Okay. Drax... <laughs> you can't talk about Drax. Here's the thing. I, There's I, no way that you could come out of the conversation with Drax looking Drax, positive. I have a very complicated relationship <laughs> with Drax because I think his characterization is really, really weird. They make weird him is an to, interesting word for they it. They make him out to be like this funny, goofy character because he's an idiot. But also, the guy has no family left. I doesn't. There are interesting parts of Drax, all of which they threw away for Guardians too. Drax I, is the funny, poopy dog joke, dumb shit. The whole like he doesn't make anything good about. He is an active sore on the movie Guardians too. It's it's he's bad, dude. Like, he's bad. Like, come on. Like, his scenes with Mantis have no heart and no emotional impact because they're always played off as a joke. Yeah, I agree with that one. It, there's nothing there. There's no... Like, he, he. But that scene, though, where she, like, touches him and he looks fully serene and she's, like, overcome with sadness. Are you kidding me? Give me one other MCU movie that has a scene that can top that. But that's literally a character who was written in. I don't care if they're actually canon. They were written in to tell you a character's emotions because she's that, an empath. I get that, but like, like at some level, are you not thinking about how the writers were like, "Hey, tell them that Drax is sad." <laughs> like, but but he okay. Look, they can't but, show it. They can't show it in any way. I get that. I get that. That's cool as a concept, but like. At a high level, you're an audience who's just got told, hey, that character is sad. And you're like, damn. Right, but he doesn't show it. And that's the point, <laughs> is that you don't know what's underneath the surface. I don't know how... What, <laughs> that's I'm going to lose words. That's fair. Okay, but I want to get back to this whole thing with, um, like, you know, walking through the plot of this movie because we got some shit to say. Yeah. Okay, so <laughs> Rocket has a good whole arc or whatever. Like, he, you know doesn't like quill in the beginning and gets to like quill at the end goes to save him he, the whole thing that happens on ego's planet where he's like no we can't go gamora we have to i have to save you because i can't lose another friend right I, can't like, I can only afford to lose one friend today exactly like that shit is character development that's good yondu's sure. whole thing that's character development becoming the daddy in the end sure. that's good shit right dumb shit let's talk about the dumb shit okay nebula and gamora is perfect perfect character awful what are you kidding me <laughs> <laughs> the whole point is that they both felt ostracized by Thanos and Ronan. But but their 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 thing has been built out for so long. Like Gamora, as soon as she was introduced, was anti like they were in the same room and they were hating each other. And then they went off planet and they fought each other in Guardians One. And then it literally starts with Gamora, like who's 
trapped Nebula in her ship. You know what I mean? It's like there's so much. Okay, look. Let me. Here's what happened. Built up spite, and they don't. No, no, just listen. Okay, okay, okay. Every single time they ever get into a conflict, Gamora always wins and has to show pity on Nebula. Okay. Okay. That happens through. It happens in Guardians One, where she beats her on the ship, and Nebula decides to throw herself off the ship or whatever. Mm-hmm. The only time Nebula Nebula beats her is in Guardians Two, and as she's about to kill her, which you think is the right thing to do, she spares her because she's like, "I win." That's the point. I don't think. I don't think that, that it's the right thing to do. Okay, don't don't, don't put words in my not mouth. Not right thing, but like the the. I'm not. I'm I not say? even saying the characters would do that. I'm fine with them not killing each other, right? Okay. I'm saying that them resolving that whole lifelong turmoil in a half second scene is insane. Like she literally came crash landing from a fucking another planet with a spaceship trying to kill her sister, and then crashed the spaceship into her. And then got out and took a gun and like started shooting at each other, right? And then the second that they're about to win, they're like, oh, actually, I'm sad. Are you sad? And she's like, yeah, I'm sad. And they're like, okay, let's be best friends. Look, man, I've <laughs> talked to my sister. That's basically how it goes. <laughs> I don't know. I just couldn't see past that. I was like, come on. Is there no animosity? Anything more you want to discuss other than, yeah, our dad is kind of shit? Like anything you can bond over? Any interest? Bro, there is no greater, deeper, <laughs> deeper bonding than your our parents suck ass. That's it. You don't need anything else. <laughs> I just, I couldn't, I couldn't see it, man. It was expecting too much for me to believe that. I couldn't. All right. Well, you're wrong. <laughs> That's fair. Okay. <laughs> let's, let's go over how about when, you know, Rocket and the ship, the whole thing crash lands after the dumb asteroid field. Ooh, I'm the best pilot in the world. Only the best pilot can get through the quantum asteroid field. It sounds like I wrote that myself, but it's not. <laughs> no, millions of dollars. Of Good, worth thing of <laughs> Good thing I am. Good thing. Good thing I am. Oh my god. Anyway, after they get that, the ship crash lands, and then the team splits up for no reason. And then you have divergent plots that aren't related whatsoever, except that they happen to coincide at the end. And that's kind of bad storytelling. I disagree. I think the... Okay. Why do you think it's bad storytelling? So you have these... You have one plot that is kind of what should be the focus and it's like like the ego planet ego, one? the ego planet one and you know developing that relationship with quill but then you also have this side plot where nebula and rocket and yondu all need to escape or whatever work together to escape the whoever caught them the ravagers oh yondu caught them right yeah yeah, yeah and that whole thing so it's like escaping that whole situation that didn't even need to be included like because they split up on the planet for no reason you know what i mean like why did if they're the guardians of the galaxy and they're being chased by the Sovereign, and they just crash-landed, and the Sovereign know where they are, why would they not leave the planet with the guy who said he's going to take them? Like, there is no... It doesn't make any sense why Rocket would stay with Groot and Nebula and not actually just go with the rest of the team to Ego's planet. He was fixing the ship. But he but he wasn't. He didn't He didn't fix it in the end. It didn't matter in the end. It's like, he wasn't... Like, like I, I don't understand how, if, if they were attacked, how... Rocket and Yon. I get what your I get what your point is, but I feel like you can you can make that that argument can be applied to basically any plot development in any movie. It's like why did they stay in this one location so that the plot can move forward? Yeah. If Yondu Yondu would never have found them if he went straight to Ego's planet. That's the whole. It was to get Yondu over there, mm-hmm. and we both agree that Rocket and Yondu had the best character development in the in the movie. Yeah. So if Yandu hadn't found them, we wouldn't have gotten those both of those character developments. That that's fair. I think it's just it's asking a lot because they never even address it. Like they never even have a discussion about why they would split up. I they don't even do. think that they should. I think it's stupid in the first place for them to believe ego. 
Like, okay, that's another point. But yeah. that's but what, what I'm saying is I my <laughs> suspension of disbelief is not so much that I don't think that's valid. Okay. Does that make sense? A little and bit. I feel like you can apply the same logic to them splitting up. Okay. But I mean, listen, if you don't think it's valid, then that's perfectly fine. Mm-hmm. You're just wrong. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I just have such strong emotions just because I, I don't think like I'm just going to paint this all with one big swath because we have to get moving. But like the writing in this movie is bad. It's no, it's bad. No, it's bad. No, no, it's bad, dude. It's not great. It's like, look, okay. I'm comparing it to other MCU movies. I'm not comparing it to <laughs> a Tarantino movie. I'm not comparing it to like a, a Wes Anderson movie. There's no smart dialogue. I'm just saying the characters converse regularly. They, <laughs> they talk. They have conversations. They have conversations. <laughs> it's not stilted bullshit. There's no like exposition dump, kind of. There's one where uh, Yandu is telling Rocket about how Ego is really bad or whatever. Okay, but listen, listen. Yeah, okay, that's fine. Exposition dumps aside. That happens all the time in these superhero movies. The point is that it's like the, the, the parts that introduce character conflict are so poorly written and that's why it seems forced and that's why i never got that the the guardians that were from the first movie all bonded together that felt like it completely fell apart for the second one like the fact that the the comp the conflict between quill and rocket was just so random and just happened felt not introduced and wasn't in the first movie very much like they they got in small yeah shit. but they kind of didn't even argue they didn't even converse in the first movie that's what i'm saying like it just came out of nowhere that they don't like each other or that they, they compete with well, each other. well i mean look here's here's my thing i think if you're if you have two characters on screen they should have a certain dynamic between them because rocket and quill have never had a chance to be alone together mm-hmm. they're individual relationship was never flushed out until guardians 2 i can see that right but then you spend the entirety of guardians 2 with them apart and that's (laughs) i get what you mean that's a fair point (laughs) like that's valid it still didn't happen that's what i'm saying like the whole point of the guardians is that you see them together interacting with one another like even avengers 2 i didn't like but all the avengers were together and infinity war was very specific that they split up the Avengers. Like, that was intentional, because for Endgame, they all came together. Like, that has its own overarching storytelling. But, like, the fact that the Guardians were split up for no reason, and it was never explained why, and then you have all these no-character developments that happen. You know what I mean? Like, Mantis and Drax. I don't care about that. That the Drax That's doesn't fair. interact with anyone else on the team. And then you have Gamora and uh, Quill, right? Gamora and Quill were the relationship in the first movie, sort of, hinted at, and then this, the unspoken thing, the unspoken thing. Yeah. And then in this one, they threw it away. It was like so stupid. Like, but it was like, Quill was like, you're, you're just jealous because I have powers now. You're you, you, you hate me because I'm strong. <laughs> and I was like, this isn't a high school play, dude. Like something. I was just expecting more. That's all. I still really like it. <laughs> I, I think in my eyes and maybe it's just because. I just really like this movie specifically. I don't even like Guardians 1 this much. Mm -hmm. I think this is one of my favorite movies in the MCU. I just think you're nitpicking, Mm, in my opinion. But also, like, I do this about other movies as well. So I can't be, like, genuinely, I'm not upset. Yeah, I I might be nitpicking, but I just think it's like, I I felt so strongly about this when I was watching it. Like, that I can't believe that this is seen as such a good movie because there's so many evident faults and things that bother me that are never talked about. Like, you're just supposed to expect to like them. And, like, even the whole assimilation of the planets thing, like, that seemed insane that he was, like, planting seeds in every planet and all that was going on. People were dying back on Earth because this blob was just amorphizing them. Not just Earth. 
like every, yeah yeah every planet or whatever he was gonna turn into a hive mind that's wild the fact that the planet won or didn't win sorry in the end like ego is the planet he is every cell of the planet yeah but that's why they they build up that quill can also have the same control but they don't like he doesn't have the same control like he has powers but not nearly to the level of like there's a point in the fight scene at the end of guardians 2 where every single one of them is like captured every single one of the guardians including yondu they're all like grasped by like vines or whatever crash sure. landed crushed by rocks like and at that point ego should win <laughs> like but he didn't have quill let them go and he took control back yeah but it's i just can't believe that like if you're the celestial and this guy is a half celestial and you were literally the cells of the planet, like how do you not just implode and crush them all? Like I because Quill also had control of the planet. What we, I don't know what to say. Like I <laughs> he, don't know what to say. I, I don't. It, it feels. It feels. I didn't like it. You know what? And you know what else? He doesn't even have the powers in the end, so nothing even happened with him. He yeah. had all this character development with a character who died because they were the antagonist. Yeah. But I mean, that's a, that's just an issue with the MCU in general. <laughs> like, if you actually think about it, coming out from the outside of this outside of this movie, the relationships that were built were between Nebula and Gamora, which uh -huh. was important. That's fair, and Mantis and Drax, because Yondu and Quill, Yondu dies. Yondu and Rocket, Yondu dies. Quill and his dad, dad dies. <laughs> like, it doesn't matter. You know what, man? We got to move on. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. That's fair. I'm just being a nitpicky bitch. I totally get that. But I just expected so much more. my mic. I'm sorry, guys. I just expected so much more. That's all. Uh, Leander's wrong. Okay. But we'll move on. <laughs> uh, Spider-Man Homecoming. Great movie. I really like John Watts. I got to be honest. Is that the director? Yeah. Mm. Um, I'm pretty sure he's the guy that was in Freaks and Geeks. The thing I loved about this movie was the fact that they made Spider-Man young. Like, he felt young. He's and, a kid. Yeah, so he was doing kid shit. Like, he wanted to show up to a party in the Spider-Man suit. You know what's funny? Um, nobody, like, Spider-Man was never a teenager. Like, in the comics, it, the com he's, like, two issues. He's, he's always, like, a school. grad student? Yeah, he's always, he's always been an undergrad. That's wild. And then he graduates, and he, be, he gets his PhD, his master's, or whatever. Mm -hmm. But for some reason, all of us, everybody collectively remembers Spider-Man as being a high school kid. And it must be because of the 2002 Spider-Man. He's he's not he's in high school for half the first movie. That's fair. Yeah. Um. Oh. All right. Let me <laughs> let me tell y'all some bullshit. All oh. right. So we're 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 chilling. We're hanging out. We're having a good time. And then I we start talking about Spider-Man for some reason because that's what we do as dumbasses. Yep. Um. And this guy Leander has the audacity <laughs> to fucking fact check me on the sam raimi spider-man i just watched the 2002 spider-man and this guy said that he graduates in it and i was like there's no way i do not remember a graduation scene whatsoever that in did not happen one. in spider-man one 2002 so i said i said i remember norman osborne being there and he dies at the end of the first movie yeah so he's got to be in the first one and i was like no way it's got to be the second and one. you know what happened i doubted myself <laughs> i sat there I was insecure in the one thing that I was sure of <laughs> because of this fucking dumbass. Okay. Yeah. And, and then he put the movie on. He's like, oh, no. <laughs> yep. I was wrong. He was right. I owed him an extra large Domino's pizza. That's okay. And he ate his victory. I did night. eat my yeah. victory. So upsetting. Spider-Man Homecoming is a good movie. It is a great movie. I actually really like this one just because the villain and the characters are so fun. The comedy is so good. Mm -hmm. Like... I I, I every time I watch this movie, it makes me happy. I honestly think, you know, the reason I think this movie works so well is because it's not a Spider-Man movie. 
it's just a teen comedy with Spider-Man in it. Yeah, I can see sense. that. Yeah. yeah. It's it's like genuinely funny and has genuinely interesting characters and dynamics and stuff like that, but it's not like Spider-Man is the main thing. Like there's so much else going on in the world that keeps it That's interesting. That's fair. I, I absolutely agree with that. Like, he's still but he's still got like the same like Peter Parker, bad luck. Mm-hmm. It still feels the same. That's that's exactly it, right? Like, it's not like I, I like that the world isn't revolving around the Spider-Man yeah. events. Like the high school, it's still going on their decathlon. They're yeah. still winning the championship. They're going to nationals. He wasn't even there for when they won. Like that stuff is still happening. It's just more like you get the feeling that you're missing out on that stuff because yeah. Peter Parker isn't there. It has to be yeah. Spider-Man stuff. That's like so nice, so cool. It's a really good movie. I think. Um... Vulture is one of my favorite villains. They but built he, him out really well. Yeah. I just hate the fact that he's another fucking pissed off Tony Stark. But person. this made sense. I was so on board with this one. I agree. Like, I just, they do it. They do it so many times that it kind of irritates me. That's fair. Like <laughs> you talked about it last time where it was yeah. like Tony, Spar- Tony Stark spit on my soup. And so I killed his family. Tony Stark kill- was walking past me and didn't say, oh, my apologies when he crossed in front of me. So now I'm going to murder everybody on earth. <laughs> Literally. Yeah. But I guess in this one, it's more like a blue-collar worker, and it felt kind of... Yeah. It felt like it made sense, because that is a stark thing to do, be like, oh, I'll just throw money at it, and they will solve That's exactly why problem. I think it works, because he's never personally met Tony Stark. Mm-hmm. He's just like, yo, fuck Stark Industries. Yep. I'm going to do my own thing. And he doesn't even try to... He, that's why, because he doesn't go and try and kill or end the world or anything. He's just like, I'm just trying to make money for my family. Yeah. That's it. That's all he wants to do. I was thinking about this. Can you imagine how much it would have sucked if anybody died in this movie? What do you mean? Like, if Spider-Man isn't able to save the Vulture at the end, mm-hmm. I feel like that would have left a bad taste in my mouth Yeah, in the whole movie. Because he wasn't a bad guy. Yeah, that's exactly what I mean. Mm-hmm. And I think I like that. I don't like when Spider-Man... There's, like, been a trend, and I feel like I talked about this a lot. Mm-hmm. There's been a trend of, like, making superhero movies dark and edgy and yep batman punching people through buildings yeah and i'm just like what the fuck what are you doing bro <laughs> it's supposed to be campy and fun it is yeah <laughs> i don't know Maybe i totally I get what you mean and i like that even in the end of the movie when vulture is in jail he doesn't give up who spider-man is yeah i that absolutely agree so good that made me like clap when i was watching it because i was so excited about I it i think it's because he understands like he's just a kid exactly you know and he I mean? knows he cares about his daughter and he cares about the fact that like like, like there's so much more there where he's just like i'm not like i don't hate spider-man for what he did yeah spider-man got in the way of my business but he did what was right like he totally acknowledges like, I, that's so good yeah i can't get over that and the whole idea that like stark wasn't checking in but he actually was yeah that was all so pleasant and fun and uplifting the one thing the one thing that i dislike about this movie is that flash gordon Oh, I'm perfectly okay with okay, that. Okay, I like Flash. Yeah, so do I. I, I think that's what... Okay, th- I think this also goes back to it being a teen comedy. I feel like in most Spider-Man movies, Flash Gordon is like this like Jock. big bad. That was, yeah. that was 2002 Spider-Man, yeah. Flash Gordon. Was and like the same that. with the the Andrew Garfield ones. Mm-hmm. But this one, he's just more popular than Peter. <laughs> that's it. He's not like big and buff. He's just, he's just cooler. I liked it. I like it too. What was the thing you were saying you didn't like though? Oh, uh... Peter never says anything about Uncle Ben. That's true. And I like never acknowledge that. I I'm okay with it, you know, like if I just think it's such a core characteristic of who Spider-Man is. Mm-hmm. Like the reason he becomes a superhero is because he ultimately just feels guilty. That's fair. I think that is a core part, but I like that they didn't dwell on it. It was almost like 
they knew that the audience already heard that story. So they're kind of leaving it up for interpretation. And I didn't, I did kind of think they would come back to it at some point, like maybe in the second Spider-Man, but I don't think they're ever going to. I actually have, we'll get, we'll get to that eventually, but I actually do have something to say about that, about the whole guilt thing in the second Spider-Man. Okay. I think I get what you mean, but I do think it's a little disingenuous for Peter to never bring him up. Because even, even how they explain when he got the powers, like there's no origin story in this one because he was already in Civil War, but like. He's explaining to Ned, and he's just like, yeah, spider fucking chomped me. I don't know. It showed up some random time. Like, they don't actually explain anything before that. And I like that, because it's like, I don't need to see it again. And so it almost wastes time in the movie and detract from the plot to have to throw in some flashbacks or something just to have the director show his interpretation of how Spider-Man's origin story started. Okay, here's 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 my issue with it. Mm-hmm. Spider-Man is supposed to be like the, the everyman, right? Yep. Like yep. anybody can wear the mask. That's the whole Spider Verse. Yeah, yeah, literally. Yep. We always go back to Spider Verse. Yeah. So, and because of that, he always he makes the selfish choice a lot more than other superheroes do. Okay. If that makes sense. That kind of makes it. Yeah. Like when he first gets his powers, he's like, "Oh, sick, free money." You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then it takes him to like, he has to see the consequences of what not using your powers for good does mm-hmm. to actually start using them for good. But that kind of happens in this one. With like he wants to go to the party to be popular with his friends, so he goes. He, he's going to go into the party with a suit and say that yeah, I'm friends with Peter Parker. We're like well, all that shit as Spider Man. But like, what's the what's the big thing? Like I, I agree, he does do that. And then at mm-hmm. the end, at the homecoming dance, he leaves to go fight the vulture. That's but, exactly the evolution, right? But what what happened that changed his mind? The whole Stark taking his suit away, and he realized he didn't need the suit. But why? I don't like when they oh, tie... Oh, because, because Stark just kind of told him. To yeah, I don't like when it's just some, somebody tells you, you should, you should have been better. Yeah, okay. I mean, that was that was actually the only shit I didn't like from the movie, was when he was staring at the puddle, and Stark's voice came from the mask in the puddle Dude. on the collapsed building that looked like such shit. I gotta... <laughs> okay, but real, all honesty... I fucking love that scene where he's like, uh, come on, Spider-Man. That is a great scene. Oh, my but God. But the fact that the monologue from Stark replayed in his head while looking at the half mask thing I in agree. the water, that was so forced. I don't like monologues in general. So it was just so it was just so forced. Like, I couldn't get over like, oh, my God, really? It felt like half a mask. So you could see, you know, Tom Holland's yeah. face like. But I do like that, that he was like, come on, I could do this. I could do that. Was come funny. on, Peter. Come on, Spider-Man. Mm hmm. Yeah. And especially how weepy he sounded before he could get out. Like, it yeah. was very sad. He's really good. Okay. Um, that's There's origins to that in the comic. Mm. Really fucking obscure origins, too, <laughs> which is hilarious. All right, next movie. Thor Ragnarok. All right. Arguably the funniest movie in the MCU. I didn't think it was the funniest because I really liked the Spider-Man humor. I, I don't know. Like, something, sure. something about the whole explaining the blip. I'm <laughs> far from home or even like the news in this first one like are you going to prom with me no okay back to news then like it's just so something about like that shitty com- quality yeah but I get it I, I love the aesthetic of this movie yeah and the soundtrack oh better than Guardians I liked it way more I thought it was just more there's like one song what do you mean oh Another yeah I guess like the, the Led Zeppelin <laughs> one at the end yeah that's it maybe that's it but even just like when they're panning across scenes of Oh, like the original soundtrack? Yeah, like yeah. it's not. I don't. They're not like not written music. Like yeah, it's yeah. just the sounds of like the neon sort of, yeah, yeah. synth style, whatever. Loved it. But I like this movie. Did a you lot. like that this was Hulk's reappearance? It took long. I here. I think it's fine. Yeah, I don't. I like Hulk isn't a good character on his own, in my opinion. 
I, I think don't know if so. I've said that. I, I think you're right. Like, I don't know. 2008 Hulk's kind of a bad reference, but I don't even know what the plot would be on a movie on his own. Like, I feel like Bruce Banner isn't interesting as a character alone, and you can't make Hulk be the main focus because he's technically the villain of every Hulk story. Yeah. If that makes sense. I can see that. Like, how you described it from Hulk 2008 in the comics. Yeah. Like, he is trying to battle. Bruce ba- Banner is trying to battle Hulk. Hulk. Yeah. And that's the whole point. Yeah. Um. So, I think it's perfectly fine. Mm-hmm. But I really like Valkyrie. Valkyrie is my favorite character. She's yeah. so interesting. Yeah. She's like so cool. Yeah. In like a, a weird sort of like half drunk way. Like even when she walks and falls off the ship. Oh my God. Yeah. Like it's just a weird stagger, but so strong feeling. Yeah. And then that one scene with the dynamic lighting, where they spun that ring of oh lights. Oh my around, God. Yeah. For the Valkyrie fighting Hera scene. Insane. I love that. Yeah. It's so cool. I, I love this movie. a shit fucking villain. You didn't like her? No. I thought her character design is kind of ugly. I The whole character is shit. Someone should have given her a cape. I really think her outfit could have been made a hundred times better with a cape. I don't know if that's true. They put her in a leotard and gave her a massive hat. Like, that demands a cape. I guess that's fair. Be more menacing. <laughs> like, it just seems like you would have this, like, it would be something to outline your body. Like so Maleficent? it doesn't just make it. Yeah, like Maleficent. <laughs> Literally, yeah. Like, could you imagine if Maleficent was just someone in a leotard? <laughs> Like a ballerina. That would like, actually be pretty fucking It fun. would look so weird. You'd just be like looking at her curves like, wh- why, is, why is why is this how you design the character? I don't know. Felt weird. I will say it is a pretty good ending that he just starts Ragnarok. Mm-hmm. It's all right. I think it's kind of cool. Yeah. I really like the concept of it. The movie was funny that it started off with him getting trapped by the yeah, demon. by like, Surger. And the fact that it came back around to that sort of opening hook. Yeah. Like, I didn't think, I remember the first time I watched it, it I thought it was going to be like The Office, like where the pre-roll has nothing to nothing do, to do with, yeah. the rest of the, but it was cool that it came back to it. I don't know. I'm, I feel strange about this movie because I like it, mm-hmm. but it's stupid. Like, I feel like. The plot it, is stupid. Yeah. Like if Hela wasn't included, every scene on Asgard was shit. <laughs> yeah you know what i mean i didn't care at all about carl urban's character Scourge? yeah <laughs> is that his name the fucking uh what's the butchers out here like fuck <laughs> off bro <laughs> i didn't care at all about that like none whatsoever about his whole dilemma of like do i follow hella because she might murder people or oh no hella's murdering people and i'm scared like i didn't care about that all that was just to push the fact that eventually Thor needed to return. Yeah. Like, there was some shit happening that Thor needed to get back to. I would have been perfectly okay with them, like a plot with of them just leaving the Grandmaster's world. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I don't mind that. And I think it would have been better for it, but it only happened right at the end. Yeah. But I Sometimes. I think that the movie itself, like the the if you think about it too hard, the plot gets stupid. Like that just like every other MCU movie. <laughs> just the idea that Hulk flew this spaceship into the planet that he crash landed in while falling out of the Bifrost. <laughs> like well, I the mean, logistics of all that. Like, I mean, what this is what fuck? I mean is like you just kinda like you just kinda all right. It's an excuse <laughs> to get the characters together. I'm honestly okay with it. I guess so. I just like even I don't know, the idea of him just like being the Hulk the entire time and he wakes up as Bruce Banner and he's like, I don't know what I'm doing. There's like, um so apparently the reason why Hulk can't talk for the first two movies is because he's technically a couple of days old. And then by this movie he's three years old. Interesting. He's been Hulk for three years. Oh, also, that's fun. How does he sleep? Doesn't your heart rate go down when you sleep? No, he doesn't. Not him. This guy's just <laughs> angry as fuck. <laughs> Flexing in his bed. Yeah. His grandmaster has to get him a new bed every two days because he just <laughs> wakes up with night terrors, punching it. 
Overall, a good movie. Bad plot, but looked great. Yeah. And very funny. Like, it was this entertaining. Is, this is the movie that made Thor cool. Best Thor movie by a long shot. Like, a Not long, even close, long shot. Dude. <laughs> okay. This is like Shrek 2 and Shrek 1. Like, it's not even comparable. Oh, are you kidding me? Of course. <laughs> All right, next one. Black, Black Panther. Panther. Favorite MCU solo movie I'm by far. not a huge fan. Is it because of the CGI? I totally get it's, it. People say it's because of the CGI. Well, I mean, I'm not really big on CGI. I don't really care mm-hmm. as long as the plot is fine. Like, the movie's okay, but there are certain things that kind of bother me about it a little bit. Okay. I don't know. Tell me why you're wrong. <laughs> No, that's fair. No, that's absolutely <laughs> fair. Like, okay, the way that the the movie is, maybe let me rephrase this. The plot is perfectly fine. It's basically just Hamlet. I get that. I'm with it. <laughs> Except instead of your uncle, it's your cousin. That's perfectly fine. If the scene at the start, okay, here, let me say this: to fix the whole movie, cut out the flashback at the start, so that you don't know that the king killed his brother. That's really interesting. Does that's that make sense? Very interesting. So yeah, you have I'm with no it. idea why Killmonger is out to get everybody. I'm so with that. Does that make sense? That's so good. Yeah, I didn't, there. I, I've 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 watched this movie a couple of times because everybody always says that it's really good, mm-hmm. and I like the movie. But there's always been something that kind of irks me about it. And that's I, yeah, that's pretty much it. I totally get that actually because I think that the movie itself, like, I love it for so many other reasons than the plot. Like just like the celebration of like Afrofuturism and yeah. stuff. Like it's super cool. The soundtrack is phenomenal. And not the shit on Spotify. <laughs> not the shit like it's not the bad music, on Spotify. The but the original soundtrack for all the like sweeping shots and the drums and shit, like whenever they're doing the fight at the waterfall, like, oh, it gets me so pumped every time. But like I do understand that I think you kind of spend half the movie with like Killmonger like has a point. Yeah. <laughs> like he wasn't low wrong. key. I'm with it. <laughs> <laughs> like even even at the part where you you finally see that Black Panther or what's what's his name like T'Challa King T'Challa. T'Challa right so you finally see that he figures out who Killmonger is right yeah that first scene he realizes he's kind of like don't tell anyone because <laughs> like yeah. Loki he's right <laughs> like don't like everybody be kind of hush hush about this because like don't tell it like he didn't want Killmonger to meet the rest of like the council or whatever and tell yeah. them who he was because he knew that they would kind of believe him like i kind of like that playing with that dynamic of like do i respect my father's history or my father's memory or do what i think is right and then he has the whole confrontation with them in the realm where he gets his powers back all of you were wrong (laughs) yeah that (laughs) that that exact part like it's cool character evolution and they couldn't have done that without telling the audience about the fact that killmonger's upbringing but okay i think you should figure it out when Killmonger tells everyone, I that's true. Like I okay, here's how I would here's how I would put this movie. The starting scene, uh, T'Chaka meets his brother, and then you don't see him killing him. Yep, they just meet. Yep. So the movie goes on, and then you find out later on from Killmonger that his dad T'Chaka killed. Uh, uh, I'm confusing everybody's names right that's, now. That's no that, that King T'Chaka killed his brother. Yeah, and that was Killmonger's dad. And that was Killmonger's dad. That that's would, how you figure that out. I think that would have made it way better. I yeah. totally, I'm totally with it because I think that would have made it so much more interesting as to like, this is just some anonymous bad guy. We don't know why he wants to kill everybody. Yeah. And then his point totally makes sense. And yeah. you're with it. It's kind of like Watchmen. Yeah. You were, it's like you're like kind of Oz- with the Oz- villain. Yeah. yeah. You're kind of with the villain, even though they seem menacing, but you're like, they have a point. <laughs> like, it's not that bad. I don't know. 
theoretically <laughs> theoretically like it would <laughs> i mean it's still a genocide but that, but yeah like the whole idea of starting race wars is bad but like his reasoning for wanting to be the king is not That's- i think it's really really interesting because it shows how an ostracized minority can form radical thoughts yep if that makes sense yep and even how he stayed with those thoughts till the end yeah like he was like, I don't want to go back. Bro, and this motherfucker has the coldest line in one of in any movie I've ever seen. <laughs> Just bury me in the ocean with my ancestors. What the fuck? It's insane. Yeah, dude. It's like I don't want to swear to a life of bondage. Like that was crazy. That's so good. With the the sunset, like he yeah. just wanted to see the sunset because his dad told him about it. Like the imagery is so good, and those scenes in Korea. Oh my god, so cool. Um, another issue. Sorry, I'm I'm focusing on negatives. I feel like we have to take. We turns. both like the movie, though. We yeah, we do. Yeah, it's not like Guardians <laughs> two. <laughs> I think T'Challa's a bum in this movie. <laughs> he doesn't do anything. Okay, I, I he he kind of sits on the political side for most of it. Like he doesn't have much action shit, but he kind of just sits there like. No, no, no. I don't even mean like that. I mean like, in Civil War, every scene he was in was cool. Mm-hmm. He has the best lines. He's like you always. He always has like a presence to him, but then in this movie, and I don't know if it's like the way it's shot or mm-hmm. like the the line delivery, like you know the scene where he's talking to the guy from Get Out. <laughs> yeah, I don't know the actor's name. Yeah, okay. And they're like sitting outside of the rhinos. He's literally just hanging out. Yep. And he's like, "So what are we gonna do?" And the guy's like, "I don't know, man." And they just have this <laughs> fucking conversation that has no meaning. Yeah, it's like, "Oh, you're gonna kill the the guy who you know killed my parents?" Like. Maybe. <laughs> also, they convince us that T'Challa is dead halfway through the movie, or they try to. <laughs> and I'm honestly a little bit offended that the movie would try me like that. <laughs> I can see that. Yeah. Like, I no, I don't think anybody was like, oh, shit. Wow. Killmonger just won. Like, 40 minutes left in the movie. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, that's it. Just wrap it up, boys. Sorry. This is going to be a bad second half. Like, yeah. I also, I think it's kind of weird that the entire tree burned down and that there can't be any more Black Panthers. Yeah. And I wonder if they ever do a second movie, what that's going to be like, because I don't know how that. Someone is going to find something like Shuri's going to be like, oh, I found a way to infuse flowers with it. Yeah. And I don't like that. They did that with Thor and the Bifrost. That's, yeah. <laughs> it broke, but now it's back. But mm. it's just, it's just, that's how comic books work. It right? really is just how that's how comic books work. This is why I. This goes back to what I was saying is you have to look at every single one as an individual story most of the time. Because mm-hmm. they'll always pull bullshit to make it make sense later on. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I feel that. And I think looking at this one on its own, it's a remarkably different story. With oh, a different yeah. ending. And that's kind of why I loved it. Yeah. Even if the CGI around the train tracks didn't right, I felt like great. I was fucking playing PlayStation 2. <laughs> people didn't like it. The animation is so smooth that it bothered a lot of people. And I get it. It looked like a soap opera. It looked it, like people oh, in Leotards yeah, dancing. Like it was wild. But I did find it cool that that other necklace that he was offered from Siri in the beginning, that could have been... The other Black Panther outfit. You know what I mean? Like, oh, the gold one? The gold one yeah. was Killmonger's. Yeah. And that was so neat that they didn't tell you it. Like, yeah. I, you just see that he has a gold necklace, and that's the one that he could have chosen. Yeah. But he's like, nah, silver is my color. I like it. Good movie. Next one. This is a big one. Infinity War. Mm, we're here. This okay. is it. Oh, okay. wow. What did you think? Can you believe this movie was two years ago? It's a bit wild. I, I watched this yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I'm always thinking about the like this. This movie had such a insane feeling after it. Yeah, 
if you haven't seen Infinity War, you missed out on like it, not even if you haven't seen it now. Like you probably had it spoiled. Doesn't matter. But if you didn't see it in theaters at the time, you missed out on this big cultural like phenomenon. Yeah, it was weird. Like everybody was like, "What the fuck? These I are honestly, what the movies are for." I honestly think this is what people felt when Star Wars first came out. <laughs> you know what I mean? I get that. I can see that. But also like dialed up to a thousand. Mm-hmm. Like. It was whack. You called me after Jordina and I went and saw yeah, it. Yeah, I remember this. And because you had seen it before, like the day before. Yeah. And we went and saw it, Jordina and I. And on the drive home, you called and we're like, so what'd you think? How do you feel? <laughs> and then Jordina was like in tears, like, what the fuck? <laughs> the snap is just a crazy concept. Yeah. A decimation, if you will. Mm-hmm. I think this is the best movie in the MCU. Mm-hmm. I honestly, like, genuinely, really and truly, nothing has gotten better than this. The whole thing was leading up to this, and I don't think they're going to top it. Ever. <laughs> you don't think so? It, are you kidding me? That's fair. It's so, it's just so, I, I can't get, I mentioned it earlier, I can't get over how impactful it is that the Avengers never meet. Half of them never oh, meet hell the other yeah. half. Also, it's so interesting that the storytelling still worked, though. I don't know if I talked about this before, but um, you know how in Civil War... There's a scene where they're talking to, what's his name, Thunderbolt Ross, and he's like Sokovia, mm-hmm. Washington D.C. Yeah, and they're like split up on both sides of the table with Tony sitting in the back. Yep. So apparently, the the way that they were split up was the people that ended up on either side, and oh, then wow. Tony's on the other is all the way in the back because he was off world. Mm-hmm. He was like off the planet. That's so interesting, right? And I'm just like, who the fuck notices this shit? That's crazy. Like I, I, it just. It was just an insane decision that they would have them be split up the entire time and still yeah. fighting Thanos. But it makes him feel so unrelent, like unrelenting, unrelenting, unrelenting. Is that the word? Yeah. yeah. But like, that was so cool. Yeah. Man. I couldn't get over it. Like, if you watch back the movie, it's two and a half hours and it feels long. But if you it doesn't think feel about long it, at all, that's also I true. S- yeah. I honestly think this is the like Endgame drags on, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Infinity War is perfectly paced. Two and a half hours feels like 30 minutes. Okay, I, that's very true. I'm just saying like a long run time, right? Just on on paper, right? But it's insane the level of like fucking speed that Thanos goes at when he gets the yeah. stones. Like he is not fucking around. His goal is to snap the universe by the end of this movie. <laughs> He's got two and a half hours to do it. Man is fucking jumping between planets because he can. And it's like, I'm not going to take a whole movie to get this stone and another one to get this stone. And then maybe this one will have to stop him. It's like, I got this one. I'm gone. I got the time stone. I'm gone. That's what I like. It's so good because his goal is so clear cut. He he's doesn't not, want to kill them. He's not fucking around with wasting time fighting them. You know what? I was every time they bring up the infinity stones or like any type of cosmic item mm-hmm. in like the movies, I'm always like, it's fine. It'll just be like he'll just punch harder. Yeah. He's just going to have bigger fists. <laughs> right. Nah, this motherfucker <laughs> was turning him into spaghetti. He threw a moon. At Literally. <laughs> and I'm just like, what the fuck? Damn, bro. That fight scene on Titan was one of the greatest in the MCU. I yeah. think it is. the like It's so dynamic and fun. And it's really good. going off all over the place. <sighs> but then you have to bring up how Guardians let us all down. With uh... Peter Quill is the uh, official L taker. Actually, no. Vision is the official L taker of the Avengers. <laughs> yeah. This guy died twice. <laughs> <laughs> not once fucking twice and you didn't get a funeral either no big sad scene the movie just ends and you're more sad about all the people who turn to dust i will say i'm really excited for his uh 
what is it? Their show? WandaVision? WandaVision? Yeah. WandaVision will be good, yes. Yeah. I just think Vision never got enough screen time for me to really be sad. And I think even the the creators of the movie knew that. That's fair. <laughs> like, That's why they killed him twice. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, like it's fine. It's, you, they, they'll get over it. Nobody's, nobody, like, there's no Vision stands in the audience. I do think that this is, like, the way that Scarlet Witch was so fucking powerful in this movie is insane. It's so cool. Yeah. It, I just talked about it. I don't. I don't know her powers. They're like indescriptibly strong. Like I, she has probability alteration. I feel like I said this yeah, last time. You did. You did. Yeah, yeah. But it's still like they never explain it. Like, yeah. There's no like whiteboard. Like here's what Scarlet Witch can do. It's more like you're gonna get fucked. <laughs> like dog. And there's can, nothing you can do about it. Nothing you can do about it. I want to see Scarlet Witch fight Captain Marvel. I think Scarlet Witch would win personally. I thought Captain Marvel is like the complete badass one that can't lose ever. I don't like Captain Marvel. No. Her like, movies. Eh. We'll get there. We'll get there. Let's speed it up. All right. Infinity Wars. Good. Ant-Man and the Wasp. Uh, Bad. Let's move on. I honestly think that's a good call. Ant-Man and the Wasp is not good. It's Ghost doesn't show up in Infinity War, even though she's added to the team. Yeah. I think they knew it wasn't all that great. Nothing remarkable happens in the movie. I just don't. I think it's a stupid movie. (laughs) I think it's a stupid movie that shouldn't exist. They should have just said... I get that they had to set up that Ant-Man was in the Quantum Realm, but they could have just done it as a post-credits in Infinity War. I liked the... The concept of the movie of go getting, getting, you know, what's his name? His wife? Hope? Nope. Janet. Janet was whose wife? I'm trying Hank. to remember his name. Hank Pym. Yeah. Yeah. Like trying to get Hank Pym's wife. I thought that was a really cool concept that she was still in the subatomic realm, but like mm-hmm. it kind of felt boring for the most part. Like also, they had a clear cut goal, but people just kept throwing wrenches in their plans by catching just, them and whatever. They just made... What's his name? What's Paul Rudd? Scott Lang's character really stupid for this, no reason. This was the worst thing about it. This is what I talked about. Where he's like an en- master's in engineering or whatever, a super yeah. smart guy, and they're just like, "Yeah, fucker can't count." Like, <laughs> isn't it funny? Paul Rudd's funny. I don't know. I like Paul Rudd. That's what pisses me off. Like, there are funny bits in the movie, but it's overall not great. Yeah, I won't defend it either. I'm not gonna. Mm. All it's right, fine. Next Captain one. Marvel. This is the fucking. Apparently, it's the feminism movie. <laughs> I, I think it's bullshit i just don't like when people make things like just don't make a big deal about it bro if girls are digging the movie who fucking cares i don't think there was a reason to defend like i think it should have been looked at as objectively good yeah. or bad and i think it failed as a great movie like there i just think it could have if you would re-edited what they shot you could have had a good movie there but it really didn't last like i didn't just, i wanted to like captain marvel so much more than i did yeah that's that's how I'm gonna put it. I don't like her in the comics because I feel like she's Captain America. Mm-hmm. Like I, they, well, I like the movie that they did something different with her. Okay, she's really cocky. She's like confident in her abilities, and you know what? Fuck it, that's fair, bro. Mm-hmm. She can fly. She can do everything. I'm with it. But I feel like she just doesn't do anything. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if it, I honestly think it's just the writing was really really bad in this movie. I think so, because I, I felt that like as much as they were trying to get across this attitude that she was cocky and good at her job or whatever, it came across like she didn't know what she was doing. Sometimes. Yeah, half the time. Yeah. Or like where she she just kind of felt like she was saying snide shit and it felt mean in a way. You know what I I'm mean? The, I'm OK with what she said. I'm just like, how do I phrase this? without sounding like a piece of shit. Like, give me your Earth communicator. Yeah. Oh, like, you don't know what a communicator is? But it was like. What is that telling me about the character? Like, why are it you just acting like, like this? If okay, look in my head, hmm, how do I say this? Brie Larson is a really, really good actress. Mm-hmm. Brie Larson. Brie Larson. 
She's really good. Like the cheese. <laughs> I'm yeah. not like good. The cheese might be good too. I don't know, but I'm just saying like <laughs> Brie liked the cheese. Brie Larson is a really, really good actress, mm-hmm. but I feel like they just didn't give her anything to do. Yeah. You know what I mean? Writing and editing let it down. I wanted to like her so much. Like seriously, the the dynamic with her and Nick Fury was interesting really, to watch. Really good. I liked that. It was like a like a almost buddy cop movie, mm-hmm. but also not. Like he was being strung along because she had a goal and he wanted to know what was up with her. Yeah, right. And that was cool. But I couldn't ever tell if she cared about something or not. It felt like she, like even when she crash landed on Earth, she was like, "I'm here now. Just give me a phone. Let me go about my business. Like fuck off." Like it felt like she didn't care about the plot happening around her, and it made it hard for me to care. That's actually a good point, especially because um, she's like starts having memories about Earth. Mm-hmm. And so I expected her character to just be like, oh, fuck, I got to go find out what happened. Or to even like show that emotion, like, like be like, oh, what happened? I don't know. I don't know my past. Like have some moment where she's like, I can't confront myself. But that kind of never happened. She just... um, kind of when she meets the that her one friend. I forget what her name is. Oh, that was all the way at the end, though. I'm yeah. talking. She has the realization in the library. Yeah, and, that's and fair. that felt like nothing. She was like, "Oh, guess we got to go check this out." Also, uh, I really do like the scroll in this movie. <laughs> they're funny. <laughs> yeah, no, the fact that they're like, like the whole movie is like, "Oh, they're villains. Don't trust them." Mm-hmm. And then you got the old switcheroo where they're like, "Well, I mean, yeah, nah, no, we're the we're the bad we're guys. the villains." Yeah, and I I really liked how you can see the plot as stupid because they were trying to expose all those hidden scrolls. But it was literally just them. They were hiding and trying to. He was just trying to see his family again. Yeah. Like they were hiding in plain sight and he was doing all this work that could risk it just because he wanted to make sure his family was okay. Yeah. Like it was a genuinely like heartwarming plot. It's just like, except they didn't. I just didn't like Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel was kind of not great, but I just didn't even like. I didn't feel a big twist in my heart. When the bad guys or the good guys turn out to be bad because I didn't care about anybody else on the team other than Captain yeah, Marvel. Yeah, I guess that's fair. So it's like Captain Marvel was good the whole time, but I didn't care that like, I don't know, what's that dude with brown hair, tall, whatever, the big bad, the person who's like her. Oh, Yon, Yon Rog? <laughs> I couldn't have nailed that. Yeah, that sure. Maybe it's, maybe it's Yon Rog. I don't know. I couldn't care less that he was evil or anybody else on her team. Yeah. Like didn't matter <laughs> that's what, it didn't feel impactful that big twist that happened i i kind of get that from the flashbacks but even having the whole movie based around flashbacks felt like eh. like we're just seeing different parts of events that already happened also can, can i just say i love that this movie is like oh shit we gotta do a prequel throw the tesseract in there <laughs> <laughs> you know what i mean <laughs> yeah yeah didn't make oh whatever know, man maybe who knows maybe it's a great movie maybe we're all wrong I did. Oh, favorite character though is the daughter and the daughter's mom. I don't remember their names. Uh, Sick favorite character, <laughs> but but they were so fun. Yeah. I love the daughter of uh, the friend. I this is I can't. I don't know names, and you don't know them either. I don't know them either. Maybe we should just jump to the next. Let's movie. just move on. <laughs> anyway, they were great. This is the big boy Endgame. This is the record breaking uh, best movie of all time, highest grossing movie of all time. The and you. Didn't like it. No, I did like it. Yeah, you did. Of course you did. This movie was great. I watched this four times in the theaters. I just feel like it was... This was... Okay, Infinity War was a cultural-like moment where everyone's like, whoa, that's crazy. Yeah. But Endgame was the best experience I've had in a movie theater, period. Of of my entire life. Of my entire life. I've never seen... 
like you know we i clown on people that cheer in movies and shit <laughs> but like half the time i was like yeah woo! <laughs> i was fucking cheering in my seat i remember tearing up during that final fight scene yeah but it wasn't like i was sad i was just like holy fuck they're paying everything off everything yeah. is getting paid off right now if you were a fan of the mcu that was just like they were like the ultimate payoff. You wanted this you wanted this fucking take it <laughs> like they were giving you everything you wanted it's Thanks, MCU. Thanks, Disney. Thanks guys. Thanks, guys. I remember that part where Captain America wiggled the hammer. Thanks, guys. Hey, hey, I remember that part where uh, Clint Barton says, hey, we haven't met. I'm Clint. And then when he asks him for the gauntlet in Endgame, he's like, Clint, give it to me. And he gives him the gauntlet because he doesn't know his name is Hawkeye. Oh, <laughs> right. Yeah, okay, I guess that paid off. Stupid shit. I was going to say Avengers Assemble. That was or uh, what was the other one? Oh. What's what's the wasp's name? What's her name? Hope. Hope. Hope Van Dyke. She's like, we got a cap. And then remember in Ant Man and the Wasp, he's like, oh, his friends call him Cap. It's no big deal. You remember? Oh yeah. Mm. It's just all small, stupid shit. I think I it's so it. fun. You know what? I think if Infinity War was going to see the biggest roller coaster, Endgame was going to the theme park. <laughs> like you don't like I don't enjoy myself yeah. as much, but there's just more to like see. It's like oh look at that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It was like. The movie wouldn't have made any sense at all if you hadn't seen any other one. I absolutely like. Agree. This is one of those ones where it's not a standalone. There's no chance you'll understand or even be interested in what's going on on screen if you didn't have some context. It's the same as playing Kingdom Hearts three without playing the other ones. <laughs> Literally, you're just as blind. You're like, oh, I want to see Donald and Goofy, and then you see like Spider Man enters like Ultra Kill mode, and you're like, what the fuck is going yeah. on? Yeah, like I don't know, but still good. I like this movie, what do you, but what? I also dislike this movie. Which parts did you not like? Like, there are certain, like... Fat Thor, Fortnite? I don't mind that. Really? Uh, maybe. I think the fact that they dwelled on it too much kind of pissed me off. Yep. Like, it's really, really cool that they're making literally the strongest character in the Avengers, or, like, second strongest, I guess, if you don't count Captain Marvel, mm-hmm. Um, like, go through this depressed phase. Yeah. That's perfectly cool. Mm-hmm. I'm, you know what i fuck with it mm-hmm. but the fact that they kept clowning on him for so much of the movie kind of irritated me i think so yeah was... until like the last act mm-hmm. i definitely agree like they, they kind of the whole Fortnite doritos chips like noob slayer xx like screaming to the mic like oh god it was hard to watch yeah that was definitely a low point i couldn't also um there's another thing that i didn't like i just can't place my finger on it right now oh hulk Hulk. Oh, yeah, that's what it was. That was it. Yeah. I don't like Professor Hulk, and I think it goes back to the whole. What's the point of the Hulk? Yeah, then he's just and now he's just a big guy. He's just a jack dude. That's that's that makes it boring, and I genuinely agree with that. I remember when that came up on screen, I forgot that that had happened at all. Like when it panned to five years later, and Professor Hulk was just in a diner, completely forgot that that was even in this movie. I I. I just don't like that it happened off screen, too. <laughs> you couldn't even see them getting to know each other or fighting. Also, Hawkeye should have died. That's all I'm saying. Really? Black Compared Widow. to Black yeah. Widow? Yeah. I don't think so. I think, of course, Black Widow should have died. Like, Hawkeye had a family to get back to. I don't care about that shit, bro. I love, like, I love Black Widow, but I think if you're comparing Black Widow and Hawkeye, no way Black Widow should have died. Or no way Hawkeye should have died. I just feel like they were at this point where each of them had like regressed into oh how do i no that's not the word i'm trying to use they flipped like you remember when they first met black widow was the assassin and he was like the but that's even off screen like they just established that they know each other from days when they were both like lethal killing weapons but no 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 that's not what i meant i meant 
Hawkeye was working for S.H.I.E.L.D., which are technically the good guys, and she was just like an assassin. Yeah. Right? And then he's like, oh, he recruits her. She becomes good. Yep. And then at end by Endgame, they flip. She's like the good guy. She's running Avengers Compound, and he's an assassin. Oh, okay. Does yeah. that make sense? Yeah, yeah, I see that. I thought that was really cool, and that's why I think Hawkeye should have died, because it would have been like, at least you've had a chance to redeem yourself type shit. Mm-hmm. I can see that. For Black that. Widow. I can see that. And I get that Hawkeye had to come back because of his whole family. And so it felt like kind of forced that Black Widow had to die. But I really do think that there was something about the relationship between Hawkeye and Black Widow's family that I loved so much. Like Hawkeye, like, well, Black Widow was an aunt to yeah. them. You know what I mean? Like she yeah. was part of their family. She knew about yeah. her entire his entire family. And like the relationship there felt like. No way Hawkeye would let... If there is even a slight chance of them bringing everyone back... No way she would let Hawkeye die? No way she yeah, would let I, Hawkeye I die. I guess that that makes sense. Like, even the investment she had in his family, like, there was no way she was gonna... And Character, it was so good. That scene was so good. Really good. Yeah. So good, dude, with them trying to fight each other off the ledge. Insane. Oh, my God. There's so many good scenes, man. <laughs> like, there's a scene... I really like... I actually really like Captain Marvel in this movie. Mm-hmm. I think when she's like, a lot of the things that are happening here are happening off on other worlds and they don't have the Avengers. Mm-hmm. That's perfectly fair. Yeah. Or like when she, um, when she's like, oh, do we know where Thanos is? And they're like, yeah, we do. He's here. She's like, all right, I'm going to go kill him. I'm like, okay. <laughs> Sick, bro. <laughs> I love that like power and kind of pompous arrogance or whatever. Yeah. But I did think that the idea that she was just going to go to every other planet and fix it, like what? Do you have a plan on there? Like, is there a way to monitor that sort of thing? Because I feel like we've went through so many movies. And if you're a canon the whole time, you should have somehow been involved in some of these cataclysmic events. You know what I mean? Yeah. This isn't the first time Earth was almost fucked. Like, And if you could just tell from a distance, like, ah, other planets are happening. Man, I blame Fury. He didn't press the button. Yeah, seriously. He didn't press the pager one time. But besides that, I felt like Captain Marvel's non-inclusion wasn't a miss. Like, I didn't want her there the entire time. That's fair. But I like that when she showed up, it made an impact. Like, this she wasn't is, weak. This movie was honestly just a final goodbye to the original Avengers. Mm-hmm. That's all it was. Every single one of them, which is great. Yeah. Like, I don't hate it. It makes me kind of sad, but it's like, it's good. I like the new, I hope the new Falcon's great. Or not a new Falcon, new Captain America. Yeah. I hope he's great. I hope that the next movies are like focus on him more. And like, I don't I know. don't even think he's going to get his own movie, to be honest with you. You don't think there's going to be a Cap I don't him? think so, no. I think they're going to keep doing the serialized stuff on Disney Plus for a while. Mm-hmm. But I like. They're going to keep the same IPs that they made. Like yeah. Doctor Strange, Spider-Man. Yeah. Maybe. They might release, re-release them like you know, a couple of years down the line. I but... do want him to step into the role of Captain America, though. Oh, I agree. I well, don't. That's why we have Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Yeah, but it's Falcon and the Winter Soldier. <laughs> There's apparently a reason for that. I was reading some like. It might be like a prequel. I don't know. Like, no, it's it, not. It's not. Okay. It's definitely not. No. Mm. But I don't know. I just want it to be more Captain America focused. Also, this is 100% Iron Man and Captain America's movie. <laughs> like they are the central characters. Yeah. yeah. And it's like. Yeah. Dude, seeing them interact, seeing Tony interact with his dad was so was so good. So good. Yeah. It was just even them visiting those like trips to the past or just straight up. Yeah. Like, hey, audience, remember that? Fucking smile. Hey, hey. Hey, you remember that original Avengers movie that put these movies on the map? Hey, <laughs> hey you remember that shit? Just look at this. Hey, look, at that, look at this shit. Smile. America's ass. <laughs> Hail Hydra in the elevator. Like, oh, oh my God. God. Just payoff after payoff. It felt so rewarding as a movie. Like, you couldn't not cheer when 
Cap got his like. <laughs> moon I year. will say, I think they left 2012 New York in the most chaotic state. <laughs> uh, Loki disappeared with the Tesseract. Tony had a heart attack, and then all of Shield thinks that Captain America is part of Hydra, <laughs> and was... then they just dip. <laughs> <laughs> like canon wise, yeah, plays with it a bit, but I still think oh, just so fun, just so good. I think I will say. How do I say this? Captain America's ending was stupid. That he went back in time and like replayed the whole his whole life again. I think the whole point of Captain America's or not the whole point, but one of his like core traits is that he always moves forward. And it seems against what he would do to go back in time and spend the rest of his life with Peggy. I didn't understand it. So I guess Yeah, it doesn't follow the logic of the movie. Like the whole logic of the movie is that the second cap exists, right? Like, isn't that the point? Like, he didn't step into his own timeline. He stepped into another one where Cap exists still. Yeah. So, so, like, that's why old Captain America showing up doesn't make sense. So, I guess what he did was he replayed the 70 years that Cap was in the iceberg and, and played then, as player. Like, like okay, player one dies. That's the original Captain America in that timeline. Uh-huh. Player one dies, right? Player two steps in and lives out the 70 years that he's asleep for. And then he dips back to his timeline yeah, as an old man. That's exactly what it is. <laughs> and then player one re-enters in Cap One. Yeah. The end of Cap One. Like, and if that's really what happened, I really want to see what went on in the first time. <laughs> so I was thinking about this the other day. I honestly think <laughs> he has to have gone on ha, he had to have gone on an adventure to return the rest of the Infinity Stones. Like to their previous times. And do you think that's gonna be mentioned at all? Probably not. <laughs> because Disney hates us. <laughs> but I mean, if they do make a pretty good, interesting story. It would, but I, I don't think it's going to happen either. Yeah. I really don't. But <laughs> I just thought it was funny. Like when I was replaying that in my head, I was like, okay, so you're telling me that who's the girl in the female, prota- not Pat protagonist, so like love interest? For- Peggy? Yeah, Peggy. So you're telling me that Peggy married Cap in this timeline and then Cap supposedly just leaves and Peggy's like, all right, I guess I'll expect a younger version of you to be alive now. Like all of a sudden wake up from the iceberg. Like it's just. I don't know. I think he just lived with her until he was old and then she died and then he moved back to the old time. But he couldn't have because she died when Cap had already been revived. So I get it. there would have been two Caps there. Oh, mm, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Strange. So he was just like, okay, yeah. I got to dip now because the the current me who's actually is so going to wake why, up. That's why the. <laughs> they don't follow the the rules of time travel They're, that they set. They own yeah, their own rules were broken by that, and it kind of boggles my mind. But I did like the handoff. I'm okay with it. I'm fine. Yeah, like yeah. I don't give a shit. But that's why they'll never show what happened in those sixty years. It's just kind of it's assumed he grew old. Like after he gave all the stones, he probably just like fucked off to a cottage somewhere. Also, he left Bucky. <laughs> what the fuck is that? <laughs> that's like the whole his whole character for the last fourteen movies has been Bucky. You know what I mean? <laughs> I don't know. That's true. Civil War, just all Bucky. It was all Bucky's side. All in all, good end to the saga. Good end. It paid off so much. And yeah. It made me just so teary-eyed and like in love with it. And yeah, it was kind of fucking wild seeing shit go on on screen at the end. Like, yeah. Kind of meaningless. A lot of fighting, whatever. Like, I don't know. I don't know who the sides were. I don't know what the aliens were. I don't know what the... I don't know the whole Thanos figuring out the plan from Nebula's. They were quantumly entangled. I don't fucking know. That was stupid, but like I didn't care because it was just so fun to see. So it wasn't Guardians, so I have to give a point for that. Stupid. (laughs) 
and they stole Gamora from the other timeline. Did you yeah. That, that, <laughs> I completely forgot about that. Yeah. Did you think about that? There's no Gamora in the There's second no timeline. Gamora. I think that's what the Guardians were doing at the end. They're going to look for the other Gamora. But that's weird because that's like... No, the other Gamora is dead. They I know. stole Gamora from timeline I know, the one. 2014 one. Yeah. So I'm saying that they're going to have to go find a Gamora that doesn't have six years of experience with them. <laughs> And so that's it. You're going to hate Guardians 3. You're going to be like, what the fuck? They really they erased all the character de- development. It's, I don't mind that because it's technically a new person. But like the idea of them abducting this person because they're like, you were part of our team. And I know you died in our timeline, but like, trust me, you liked us. But like, <laughs> bro, just take my word Just for like, it. you don't understand, girl. We were so good together. Like, you're so fine. <laughs> yo, yo, join our crew, girl. <laughs> you're going to love it here. Oh, wait, this is your sister. Like, she's not, though, but like, she's your sister. Dumb. I hate it. <laughs> Dumb. <laughs> we'll be fine. I honestly, I'm kind of, I was pretty much done with the MCU for a while. It's a little exhausting, but I yeah. still think it was so fun. Like, you can't. Two and a half hours out of every six months, like, I don't mind. I'm really excited. Oh, we, we still haven't finished Far From Home. Yeah, we should probably jump on that. That's definitely a movie that I don't like. What the fuck? I loved it. I don't like it. It's so good. It's like a visual feast, dude. I they love made, it. This is the This is me coming back to my thing about Spider-Man being guilty. Now he's guilty because Iron Man is dead. That's fair, but, like... They're just kind of making Spider-Man Iron Man Jr. Yeah. I don't like that. Why? Because he's a Spider-Man. <laughs> give, me, give me Spider-Man. No, but it's cool, though, because I feel like he's still doing his own thing. Like He's I don't still got so. his spider abilities. He's still got his high school to care about. Yeah, but it's like the Spider-Man I know wouldn't have gone on vacation. Oh, he, he just needed time. I, like That makes perfect sense. I feel like the Sp- Spider-Man you know from the comics can be different. I feel like they're allowed I'm to I'm not talking about the Spider-Man that. I know from the comics. In Homecoming, he doesn't go to the Homecoming dance because he has his responsibilities. Yeah, but I think av- ha- wanting a vacation after literally going to space and fighting, <laughs> like that whole thing. I guess he that's was fair. also dead for five years. Like, I don't know. It's, it's kind of like I'm willing to write that off and say it's okay. Also, Mysterio was weak. Yeah, as Mysterio a villain. didn't have powers. He, he was just I know, I meant as a, as a villain. You didn't like, like, weak as in weak, a weak character? Bro, he's just another fucking, I'm pissed off at Tony Stark. <laughs> also, um, I remember I remember seeing this on Reddit, but um, you know how in Civil War, Tony shows off the barf technology? Mm-hmm. And there's no, everybody's like clapping. They're like, whoa, this is like insane. This is good. Oh, yeah. For those who don't remember, the barf technology is a simulated world. Yeah. It's not like anything to do with Binary it. augmented retroactive frame rate <laughs> <laughs> couldn't remember the app nope good enough but yeah that's the the sim technology in homecoming um, in far from home yeah yeah and like mysterio's character quentin beck designed yeah. it mm-hmm. and in his memory they're laughing at him mm-hmm. so it's like implied that he doesn't actually remember exactly what happened yeah because it's implied that he's also psychopathic like that he literally is like bolts loose yeah because he said that he was too uh, like un unpredictable or something like they fired him from yeah. the lab because he was just too they couldn't control him he was kind of going crazy and like that part made sense with how the character got more and more violent as he got more and more powerful but also the entire like villain group was like tony stark was the one like obadiah <laughs> yeah. stain yelled at the bald dude so he's like i'm gonna kill tony stark <laughs> and i'm just like what the fuck that's <laughs> very true and the idea that the weaponry they just had it all planned that because Edith would be given to little tiny spider boy that they would figure out some way, some convoluted way to get 
Edith and then that would help them control all the world because Edith is that strong. Like that kind of goes against what Tony Stark was doing with his regulation shit yeah. in Civil so, War. Remember how in uh, The Dark Knight? Yeah. When Lucius Fox has that little machine mm-hmm. that like echolocates everybody based off of their fucking phone signal or whatever. And he was like, this is too strong. Yeah. And he destroys it after they use it. Excellent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What the fuck is this movie? That had the same red alert go off in my yeah, head. When he was like reading text messages across the bus. Bro. Like, I'm, not, I'm, and I'm And this guy sees no issues with it. Yeah. And it's seen as like a, a gift to humanity. It's. I didn't like that either. Yeah. I really didn't like that. And especially because of how powerful and dangerous it was. Like, Tony was so against that. At making like, He wanted a suit of armor to protect the world. This is not that. This is like a terror weapon in the wrong hands. Like, this is so yeah. strongly. And that's exactly what he used as. Yeah. It wasn't, like, just purely run by robots. This was human input that could destroy, like, a random school bus of teenagers. Yeah. It's kind of crazy that he just allowed that to be given away. And that he made that in the first place. But. There's a there's a theory, and I think it's pretty fucking funny that everybody in class knows that Peter Parker is Spider Man. <laughs> they just pretend that they don't know. <laughs> like that's why when he leaves at the end, they're like, "Oh, he's staying with one of his relatives." And Brad is like, "You guys are gonna believe this shit?" <laughs> and the teacher's like, "Oi, stop bullying him." <laughs> <laughs> that's true. I like that, but I I just think it's like he made it kind of obvious. Like Spider Man keeps showing up forever, yeah. but like. I don't mind it. I still think that the character of Spider-Man is so interesting to watch because all he wants to do is help out. But he was just so overloaded. He wanted to take a vacation. Like, if you're I guess willing, that's fair. It's like if you're willing to accept that one part, like shitty writing, whatever. Just accept that he's going to Europe. The rest of the movie, I think, is fine. It also kind of ties back to what I said before, that he always makes himself a choice. Mm-hmm. A choice. Mm-hmm. So, And I even like the whole romance with MJ was like, I liked it. It was very cute. It was very cute. It made me, it made me smile. It made me like, nostalgic of um those romantic nights i've had in europe with oh same bro me and my girl spending it at the fucking louvre what <laughs> do you mean fuck? yeah that's what i'm saying doesn't exist so it's nice escapism for popular kids i guess yeah or Sorry, not popular, not popular kids. Kids. that's it yeah. i've never left my mother's basement <laughs> um one day though one day hopefully soon <laughs> i don't like how may was perfectly fine with him being spider-man that was one thing i didn't like uh yeah, I, well she mm, she figures it out at the end of the first movie of homecoming. Right? Yeah, she's like, what the f-? and then it cuts out. Yeah, that's fair. So I can kind of <laughs> see that she would have problems with it, but in, they just literally skip over it. Um, apparently there's a rumor that She Hulk is gonna be his lawyer for the third movie. Interesting. Yeah, because he has to clear his name as not. Who being is She Hulk? Is she just like a female Jennifer Hulk? Walters? Is yeah, what's she's, her plot? She's Hulk's cousin. And she needs to get a blood transfusion from Bruce Banner because she gets sick, and then she can turn into the Hulk. Like a that like kind of makes sense. I'm like a, a less powerful version. I of thought the Hulk. she was gonna experiment with the Super Soldier Serum. No, 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 no. Shit. Fucking everybody's experimenting. With the Super <laughs> That's Soldier exactly Serum. like another one. Okay. Well, I Homecoming. I, I the thing I loved. Uh, not Homecoming. Far from Home. The thing I loved about it was, I think it just looked so interesting to watch and the character of yeah. Mysterio was such a cool concept because I just love the idea of a guy with no powers but just, just being there just being there right yeah like just the power of manipulation or everybody's believing this random shit about you know gods coming down from the sky Thanos infinity stones like that's new and this guy's like let's just make an Avengers level threat Ele- elementals whatever yeah. right like who gives a fuck and, and so I don't know it kind of worked out that literally no other Avengers showed up so that was kind of stupid. I felt like some of the Avengers would show up, but there were no Avengers left. 
all the ones who were still left over from Infinity War or from Captain Endgame. Marvel is off world. Oh yeah, they explained that with yeah. Guardians of the Galaxy being off world. And, yeah. Okay, never mind then. So it's like Spider Man is is the Avengers at this point. That's kind of wild. Yeah. I guess if they actually did have a threat, like I don't they'd know, be fucked. Thanos two, they'd be fucked, right? Yo, Thanos two, the return of Thanos. <laughs> wait, wait, what is it? Thanos two, Calabar's <laughs> <laughs> Like dudes, dudes, just the head from Thanos one, like the guy yeah. who got cut off. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, I think that wraps it up, though. I think it that's does. the entire MCU. We're running long. We have hour and a half. Oh boy, Jordine's not gonna like editing yeah. this. Bad I'm boy. sorry, Jordine. Sorry, Jordine. To the editor, you're doing a great job. Yeah, hell yeah. Keep I'll at keep it. it. Keep chop chopping. Cut out all the bad parts that make me look remember? unfunny. Uh, phase three. What do you think? We got to rate it. We do. We got to rate it out of six or twelve Infinity Stones. It has to be. It has to be Infinity Stones. Even though twelve is whatever canonically. It's two hands. It's fine. Point Dexter. Okay. I got to get probably 10. 10? I would say 11. Yeah. I'd say like it was such an enjoyable years of cinema that I was like it paid off so well. Um, so many good don't say that around Martin Scorsese. It's not true cinema. Mm, fuck I'm off. Just I, don't, I just kidding. I can't get over smiling in the theaters and like cheering yeah. and shit like that. It's just so good. I mean, there was flops there in the middle. But and man on the walls. Guardians too. What the fuck? We all have our low points. But it's okay. You know what? I'm we all gonna... trip and fall sometimes, and that's just what the movies are trying to tell us. Um, there's not going to be an episode next week because I'm going to break Leander's <laughs> kneecaps. <laughs> <laughs> the entire time we've been fighting, I, we're bleeding out right now. Yeah, just I'm sorry. All the fist fights and anger. But overall, I mean, eleven, good, good. I rate it good. I yeah. liked it. <laughs> I feel it. I'm I a big fan. It. Look, man, I think I've done enough to prove how much of a fucking piece of shit I am in terms of comic books. Mm-hmm. So I'm good. Let's call it a day. I'm never <laughs> going to talk about another comic movie ever in my entire life. That was great. I don't know what the next special is going to be, but do you have a movie for next week or next two weeks? I do. You do. Okay. Let's hear it. Kung Fu Panda 2. Is it really? Yeah. You're really doing Kung Fu <laughs> yeah. Panda 2? All right. You've been building this up as such a good movie. I'm, yeah. I'm excited. I'm going to be yeah. impressed. I haven't seen it. Hell yeah, dude. Going back to animated features. All right. So everybody listening. Now that you watched all 14,000 of the MCU movies, make sure you slot in your Kung Fu Panda 2 DVD Blu-ray box <laughs> set edition and watch that for the next episode because we're going to be chatting about it. Yeah. Um, follow us at Jump Cut FM. You can follow Leander at Lee and Her. I'm not going to do yours. You can all do right. yours. You can follow me at The Hash and you can follow Jordine at Jar of Dine. Yeah, she's our editor. And yeah. so uh, if you liked it, make sure you hit that like and subscribe button on our YouTube channel. Don't forget channel. to smash that like button. Join us on Discord at discord.com. And how about Patreon? You got, there's no Patreon. None of this is real. Yeah. Yeah. We, we're fucking stupid. Just follow us on Twitter. Yeah. We, we love we, you. We post funny things sometimes. Yeah, that's that's about Friendly it. Friendly Ender's birthday. That's about <laughs> it. <laughs> yeah. And uh, hope you enjoyed. Make sure you check out that movie for next week. And uh, how are we going to end this one? I am... What? Iron Man. Iron Man? Oh, right. Oh, my God. I completely forgot about Disgusting that. Disgusting individual. Okay. Well, I'm Iron Man. I'm Iron Man. I'm Iron Man. Snap. Snap. <laughs>